0: Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey y'all, I am so excited about today's episode. I was able to sit down with several different women in the beauty industry, and discuss the new Netflix film, Self Made, a story based on the life of Madam C.J. Walker. As you tune into this episode, you're going to hear different perspectives, you're going to hear some powerful nuggets, and some things you can take along with you on your entrepreneurship journey in the beauty industry. I hope you enjoy. I want to say thank you all for tuning in today to... Um, This discussion that I wanted to have with fellow stylists and anybody who wants to join in on the conversation in regards to the Netflix series, Self-Made, the story of Madam C.J. Walker. Before we get started into the discussion, the conversation, I do want to have each person introduce themselves and just briefly let us know or let the audience know who you are. And I'll start with myself. I am Corinthian Carruthers. Um, I am a a hairstylist. I'm a licensed educator and a natural hair culturist and I am co-owner of Creative Hair School and I have a program called Natural Hair Education where I actually teach stylists and professionals how to become, how to increase their value and their income in natural hair care and braiding. And that is what I do. I wanted to bring this conversation to the public so that we all can get just the insight and more information on other people's thoughts and ideas about the self the self made um, series that's on Netflix. So I'm going to start with let's start with Brandy Taylor. Hey, um, hi Brandy. Hey, how are you? Good.
1: Good.
0: Well, I'm Brandy
1: Taylor. Um, I am a beauty expert and educator. Um, I'm also a coach. And I have a podcast, a Business Beauty Network podcast, and I love all things business and beauty.
0: Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Okay, next is Najeeba Pinson.
2: All right, well, hello, I am Najiba Pinson. I'm a licensed cosmetologist specializing in natural hair care. I'm also the CEO of Majestic Strands and author of The Diary of the Ethnic Black Girl.
0: And if you guys didn't listen or hear, I just did an episode with Najiba, and it is amazing. She um, just wrote a book, The Diary of the Ugly Black Girl, and that book is so powerful. So if y'all have time, go check out her book, Miss April Mannion. Hello,
3: my name is April Mannion. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and also a licensed instructor, work at Creative Hair School Cosmetology, And I'm also the founder of A Colorist, and I specialize in color.
0: Thank you, April, for being here. I have my sister, Erica Davenport. She's one of my um, Purpose of Platform sisters. We have the same coach. And I'm so happy that you were able to come over and and join us today.
4: Me too. I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. So tell us about, about what you do.
4: So I'm Erica Davenport, and I am the owner of She Pursues Purpose, and um, I'm really called to help women identify um, their God-given purpose and then help them to kind of develop a, a plan and to execute their goals and things. So right now, um, I have a um, a 30-day Pray for Purpose challenge going on. Um, we're ju- we just started a book club, but really it's about... Um,
0: empowering and inspiring women to just walk in their purpose and it is so good i check out the emails i subscribe to erica so i get to read her emails in the morning um so encouraging and uplifting so you guys check out erica as well and last but least i have oh i have someone else i have cynthia hey hi cynthia
5: hi uh, my name is cynthia and i'm a student of miss corinthians at um the school. So just been uh furthering my education and my skills, techniques, trying to further myself so eventually I can make this a lucrative part of my life. So just been enjoying myself and enjoying the opportunity. My season, my time type thing.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Cynthia, for joining us today. That's so sweet. And last, I have my mother, uh, Corinthian Carruthers. We share the same name. So if you guys don't know, my mother's name is Corinthian Carruthers. I'm Corinthian Carruthers II. So she's on with us today. Hi, everybody.
6: I like telling this little small story. I tell everybody that you stole my name. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I'm Corinthian Carruthers. I am the founder of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology that has been around for over 20 years. Of course, we educate Um, students in the area of hair, skin, and nails, and I am also spearheading our esthetician program, so I'm just excited for the things that you are doing, Corinthian. I think this is an awesome platform that you are putting forth, and just to see everybody take on on this stuff made, which is really um, awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you okay y'all so um let's get to the discussion i again i appreciate you all for being here today i don't want to make this long because i know you know we got things to do but i do want to knit and pick your guys's mind and brain about what you thought about the netflix film and i just want to start off by saying that um when the movie when the series first came on the first episode Oh, my goodness, y'all. It gave me so much life at that moment. I'm like, oh, my goodness. The hairstyles were so beautiful. Um, The music, the playlist they had, the soundtrack was, I mean, everything was just like, it had me pumped up in the very beginning. I could not wait to watch the whole thing. But before I get into that, I just want to know, what did you guys think about the intro of the film?
1: Um, Well, honestly, the beginning of it. I wasn't too fond of, you know, like in the, she was in a boxing ring or something, and uh-huh. oh yeah, that part. <laughs> and they bounced back and forth with that for a while, so I wasn't too fond of that. It just it kind of seemed like it started off with maybe a different director and it ended with a better director, okay. <laughs> to me, but um, so I don't know all of the, all of that back and forth in the boxing ring. Um, to me, wasn't necessary, but um, overall, I did um, like the movie
0: yeah i like the you know like when it first came on okay i do get what you're saying about the boxing ring i was kind of confused about that as well but i really did um like the music and they had this quote that they read at the beginning um i wrote it down it said hair is beauty hair is emotion hair is our heritage hair tells us who we are where we're where we've been and where we are going hair is power and y'all, when she's w- when they read that, I just was like, okay, this is about to be amazing. Anybody else want to chime in on this topic about the intro?
5: Hey, this is Cynthia. Hey,
0: um,
2: Cynthia.
5: I thought the beginning was um, a lot. I thought it was very. I I, I really enjoyed that. Just her struggle with how they what did her husband say she looked like um a dog like just the struggles with everything like I just feel like it was just I felt it was like powerful is what I felt like in the beginning and it really got caught my interest and kept me going.
0: Okay so you're talking about when um she was insecure about her hair and her husband at the time kind of uh, articulate that to her. Yes okay
5: yeah yeah and so to my point but just her taking on and being able to overcome and you know, just as a woman being able to see your flaws and find a way to fix them and yeah being right. able to help others I don't know I just felt like it was it was nice Good. And, and you, can I say something on that part I think
6: it's um that's really um important because that could have been the thing that defined her she could have either said i I have low self-esteem because of my hair but she took that that issue that she had and she took it and she turned it around and she yeah and she used that to her advantage i um this is erica
4: i i only i just started watching it last night when i seen you were doing the group i'm like oh i gotta get caught up and all i got to see the first episode so far but um I like it so far. I like the metaphor that I get even in the boxing ring is just how it was a battle. You know what I mean? And how sometimes Mm -hmm. we get knocked down, Mm -hmm. but she never, you know, we might have to take a breath on the ropes, but she always bounced back. Like she always got up and she was always fighting for her purpose, basically. So, um,
0: so far I've I've enjoyed it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. What do you guys, what stuck with you the most out of the movie, what's that one thing you walked away with that was so powerful to you? Um,
3: I like how she fought, like, she never gave up, even when people tried to make her lessen her dreams. Like, even the ones closest to her, as her um, husbands, they was like, you want the world? Like, you dreaming too big, but she mm. didn't let them um define what her dreams and what her goals was. She knew who she was. And no matter her her fight, no matter like the circumstances that came her way, she still fought through everything
0: and yeah.
3: made it exactly what she wanted.
0: Right. Yeah, she was tough, y'all. She was tough and I'm telling you she believed in her dreams so much that nothing and no one was able to stand in between that. We have a new um, person joined. Hi, Marvie. Does anyone else have to say anything about that, about yeah. how dedicated she was to her purpose? Right. Like, what I
1: love about it is is, you know, we know, um, I'm, I'm not sure how true to the real story it is about how she uh, got the the recipe from the other lady and all of that, but the lady underestimated her. And doubted who she was. And even though she showed her she had the ability to do something great and sold all the products and brought her the proceeds back, she still, you know, talked down to her. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting was how she went home and she just was mixing and mixing and mixing until she got this product right. And it just showed that she really, you know, she she saw the value in it. She saw that it helped her hair come back. And she Mm -hmm. saw how it made her feel and and how confident she was. And that's how she was even able to sell it, because she was able to connect with other women who struggled
0: with the same thing. So that was something that really uh, stuck with me. Yeah, and one thing about that, did did y'all pick up that, how she was able to sell her product through using her own story? Mm -hmm. Like, she used her story to market her own product. And a lot of times, I think, when it comes to business, um... A lot of people don't want to be authentic or tell or share their story and so it's hard for sometimes people to market their own product and that just showed me and Najeeva talked about it in the podcast episode how you have to be authentic and you have to share your story and tell your story and she y'all she beasted up that story didn't she and she went around them women and she told them she was able to relate mm-hmm. With them, she was able to to pull them into her her world by the things and experiences that she had been through, and making them realize that they had once been in that same um, situation. Yeah,
3: I feel like she knew her product market. She knew the people to go to. She knew what to focus on.
2: Yeah.
3: And one other thing I want to say is like they said she stole her product, but um, Addie' product can go on the scalp, but hers couldn't. So I think uh, she tried to steal it, but she couldn't get the mix right, which made her have her own product.
0: You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think um, uh, Brady kind of mentioned it earlier how she went in that she went to her kitchen and she was trying to create something. She may not have got it right the first time, but she kept trying over and over and over again until she found something that was good for her. Right.
5: Yep, and Absolutely. I would just like to say and touch on what Miss April said, her, per, this is Cynthia, her persistence throughout and just not giving up, I feel like, is a testimony in itself, and you are, you know me, myself, having struggles and trials and tribulations and having to fight through that just to get to the point where you know that you're supposed to be, and having to get to that point, and whatever you have to do to get there is, the same type of thing, so I related in that type of sense throughout yeah, that. And that's good. what I felt. That's good. Did
0: anyone else want to say anything uh, about her, whether it, it, it comes to marketing or just h- how dedicated she was?
2: I, I want to say something. This is Najiba.
0: Hi, Najiba.
2: So, for me, hello. So, for me, I thought about like in the intro, and they are in the boxing ring, and, and yes, it is a constant battle between the two of them. But for me, it was so much bigger because it was kind of like um, an issue with skin color. And mm. then she felt like the darker, uh, what well, she felt like CJ represented versus, you know, what she represented. And for me, it all came full circle when she said, that, you know, we've been fighting each other for all these years. When we, we both was trying to accomplish the same thing and have we just work together you
0: know yeah. there's so much more than what it was you know yeah that was a yeah that was something that that was really deep Um, I want to go back to the colorism though before we touch on that Um, did anybody else kind of feel that they kind of um, wanted to represent dark skin versus light skin for a minute yeah I'm sure did I, y'all see yes, that I did. okay Marry mm-hmm. okay. do you want to chime in on
4: that yeah, um, it was crazy because like uh, one of the scenes where she had called, Addie had called home to talk to her mama, uh, you know, y'all probably know the scene I'm talking about when she called to hear a friendly voice and mm-hmm. her mama was like, I know you doing pretty much you, I know you're doing good with that fair hair, that fair skin and that, that mm-hmm. nice hair. I know you're going to make it. I know you're going to be fine, but it was like it it was harder for um, Madam C.J. Walker to, to get out there. Even though she was putting herself out there, she was going hard, she was working hard, it was a little bit harder for her. The struggle was more real, but she took, she knew what she wanted, she went there, and she took what she wanted, she got it. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she did have to work a little bit harder, but at the same time, Addie wasn't working as hard as Madam C.J. Walker was either. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
4: Like, she, even though she had that fair skin and that pretty hair, she still had to work
6: hard to get it. What I want to say, I don't really know if everybody have really looked up, her name was really Annie, Annie Malone. Annie Pope Malone. It's not it's not what they put in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, when you do a research on her, she was the first really millionaire, to be honest. Madam C.J. Walker really got the credit for that. Annie Malone, she was the first because she had a lot before Uh, Madam C.J. Walker came along. She the one hired Madam C.J. Walker and taught her everything she knew. So she was able to take what she knew and take it to a whole different level. Right. So um, in the 19, what, 1912 or 16, she had, uh, uh, Addie Malone was over $14 million. She had 14, she had 14, Addie Malone had, she had a beauty school. She had, um, um, a place where you so clothes, all in this one big building. I did some research on her, but we really talked a lot about Madam C.J. Walker, but she would have never really had her start if it was never first for Annie Malone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about that towards the end. Okay, okay. That, I'm okay. Okay. I'm yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. But real quick, just back to the colorism really, really quickly. In the beginning, well, towards the beginning of the, of the film when they showed Addie putting the hair product on Madam CJ's Walker hair or Sarah's hair at the time and Sarah asked if she could sell that product and right. Addie did not she wasn't fond of that because she's like you know what you don't fit the description you don't fit Right. you just don't fit you just can't do it mm-hmm. uh, Um. and so that really stuck out to me as well I know it's a movie and they you know they have to do things to bring in the viewers and make it juicy and things like that. But I'm wondering today, if a lot of people feel that way, is the skin tone thing still a big deal? Is it still light skin versus light skin, good hair versus kinky hair? You know, does that really play a part on us in the beauty industry?
2: I think it does.
1: If you look at like your advertisements, the safe girl even if it's natural hair, the safe girl is the light skinned girl with the curly hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, usually that's the safe girl you'll see on the ad. That's the they'll put the they'll put her in the more commercials. They'll show her more than they show the chocolate girl. So it's like the light skinned girl, she's she's the safe black girl. And they're they're not always pushing the dark skinned girl as much. So I think still to this day, it's still, you know, oh, some you. some issues with it. Yeah. yeah i agree I believe
3: it color i believe in size i believe in a lot of different things nowadays
0: i agree okay so do you think they they had to really show madam cj walker work work twice as hard just to kind of make us see that do you think they 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 had her well of course she did back in the day i'm sure she was a hustler but do you think she mm-hmm. um they kind of pointed that out so that we can see that as an audience you think that was the underlying a message for
2: us absolutely yes
0: and, and you know what other underlying message that I got
6: is um you gotta look at how this woman accomplished all that back when when oh, when she was in the 19 1916 mm-hmm. you 1900. know 1900 there you go 1900 I mean if she accomplished that in the 1900s oh my goodness so it was just saying to me, if that can happen back then, I mean, what as we as a people can do now? Mm-hmm. Right.
3: And I feel like everybody's circumstances are different, and that was hers. And mm-hmm. she she showed the fight; like she didn't give
6: up. She said, "Yeah, my skin like this, but I'm gonna use it." Mm-hmm. So that's I And you know, you know what really uh really me laughing. It just showed her persistence when she was trying to get to uh, Booker T. Washington to come to her house. And she told her husband, "Go in that bathroom. Yes. Said, go in that restroom. Go in mm-hmm. that restroom. You gonna have him come to our house? You know, it's like I, I go to any extreme to make it happen.
0: Even though, right. he didn't,
6: yeah. So I'm like, oh, that
0: says a lot. She got guts. She, yes, yeah, she did. Now we have two more um, people that join us. We have Paula Wilkes and Tamika Simone. <laughs> Wanna thank you two for joining us today. We're just catching up on the fam. We talked about the intro, we've talked about colorism, dark skin, or light skin versus dark skin. We talked about that. We spoke about her hustle. The next thing I wanted to point out was Did y'all pick up that she was educating herself? Like she was really about making herself better. Yeah, I did, because she was
1: she was saying a lot of quotes. If you notice
2: Mm-hmm. She, she nervous
1: and the lingo and how to talk. I mean Rockefeller. And yeah, Rockefeller quotes and all that. So I noticed that. So she must have been a reader. Like she she was reading. And they did show her reading at times. They
0: did. Yeah. She I think it was like the the um a Negro Book of Business, or it was something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and, and that was just amazing. So that showed me in itself that we have to educate ourselves. All
2: um the time. They,
0: if they did it back in the nineteen hundreds. If she was on her grind back then, we have no excuse. <laughs> we have no excuse. Paula, would you like to chime in about something that you enjoyed about the movie?
3: I'm trying to think there were so many good points in the movie. Um, I think my biggest thing was supporting each other. Like um, I like the fact that when she got with um when she got with the lady that was coming to do her hair or whatever, and she sold the product, grew her hair, and then she went out to try to sell her product, and she didn't want her to do it because of her look. And I think regardless of to what somebody look is or what um, aspect of life that they are in, I think supporting each other is very important and understanding people roles in your life. So that one right there is stood out to me as far as understanding people roles in your life.
6: Wow.
3: You could have played a big part in making her great, and they both could have been great together but instead
6: mm-hmm.
3: she pushed her away kind of hated on her and it just messed her up in the long run but i yeah, like the situation cool. um when she got back with her after she had made it and they had that little argument about um she want she wanted to work with her and she was like we could have worked together and been great but yeah. she couldn't get past herself to work with somebody wow. else so Wow. i think that I got to move to support each other. We need to support each other. We can do more together than apart. That is absolutely okay.
0: true. Anybody else want to say something about that? That is absolutely yeah. true. I yeah, I, I do. I'm sorry,
6: I'm not going to say too much more. But let me say this real quick. Because Paulo hit on something. So when Annie Malone told her that she thinks she would be a good uh, person or uh, candidate to sell her products. Think about how many times we tell somebody what we want to do, and if we if they don't agree with us, we'll just stop right there and say, "Oh, okay," because you go on how they feel about you, or you you take on their opinion. But she could have took that and said, "You know what? You're right. Maybe I'm not the um, ideal person to sell this product." So she could have took that either way, one way or the other. But she took it and she just said, "No, I can do this."
2: Yeah.
6: And think about how we tell other people, and if they give if they give their opinion about what we should or should and can't do, we take that and say, "Well, I, I I can't do it because I went on their opinion," instead of saying, "No, I can do this anyway."
0: Dream busters.
5: Dream busters. Yes, okay. yes Ms. Coco, that you, is you. right. Hmm.
0: And one thing I want to say uh,
3: on the lines of that is she built up entrepreneurs. So yes. she wanted her legacy to 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 go forth. So in all them women she built, her legacy went forth. Like her, she, that's how, like we have to help, we can't, she wasn't selfish with her stuff.
2: She Mm -hmm. said, I want to
3: build up other people. I want to help other people. I want it to be more than just me out here making it. And that, and and by her doing that, she never forgotten. Like all them people that prospered under her, it all streamed back to her. Uh-huh. Yeah, and even us.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. even that's us. right. There you go, Tamika.
0: She- did you want to say anything? I'm glad you're here. This is another one of my sisters from Purpose the platform.
4: Hi. Um, I just one of the things that stood out to me. It's not exactly what y'all were talking about. I just like the fact that she wasn't afraid to go after the big investors. Like she mm-hmm. cared about <laughs> who she was and that she wasn't there yet just to go after those main people that were making a voice in in her community she wasn't afraid to do that
0: I thought that was one thing that stood out to me yeah she had some guts. like she she was bold and I was saying earlier how um her believing in her dream and her purpose led her to be that bold and if you don't believe in yourself or your purpose or your dreams that big you're gonna fall off if somebody say that you can't do it or or a give you a no you're not gonna have the stamina to stand and fight and press through so that was big yes going into those big investors for her product and they was like no and she's like she didn't give up she said I'm gonna find a way I'm gonna find a way one thing I wanted to talk about too did you guys pick up the relationship she had with her husband, CJ. Now I have some questions about this because I'm just curious. Do you think do y'all think she worked so much to where he was like how can I say it?
4: That do you she think forgot she, to be a
0: wife? She, yeah, there you go. Who said that? Paula? Marvitria. Marvitria <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, did she work that hard that she forgot to be a wife or do you think she just believed in her dreams so much that she expected him to believe with her. Like, I, what do y'all I, take on that? I, I, I believe she expected him to believe with her.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. I think you got to have a special type of man.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. I agree
2: with that. Being a right leader a
3: special type of man that knows how to support an entrepreneur. Because it's different. Agreed. Because yeah, I gotta agree. To totally. Versus going to somebody else's business and coming home certain hours, you got to hustle hard. So you got to have a certain type of man that can deal with that. You, that's secure within himself. Now, yeah, that's good. Because when the time comes and you know you need the time with your man, you're going to do that. But, but when it's time to grind, you grind. We grinding so we can vacation together. You know what I'm saying? We like <laughs> grinding so we can't do it big together. But I think you got to have a special type of man to be it able to do that. Him. I think he lost I, focus I agree he with that. to the bar with her. Like, that other girl stepped in and got in his gear. I think that's when he turned and everything just lost focus and became about her. Instead of wait, Can you repeat me. that? Can you I repeat
4: think,
3: that? I think his gear shifted when, um, you know, the girl... And, uh, was working for Madam C.J. Walker Dora Dora. Mm-hmm. they started spending time together his whole shit sh- thing like even the uh, thing he did for her um the poster was more geared for her, her, her the girl on a bicycle hmm okay. hold, your, my- hold
0: your thought Brandy did you say something
1: yeah so I have a different take on that because you know I've been married for 14 years and I'm an entrepreneur. And one thing that I learned is men, they operate differently from us. And so they require, uh, you know, a little bit more attention sometimes in a certain area than we do. And while I, I understand, you know, you're building a business and you're doing everything, but you can't forget the most, second to God, the most important relationship is the one that you have with your husband. And so I think she got so caught up in building a business <clears throat> that she neglected her husband. He was lonely and lonely men will stray. You know, they don't, they're not quite like us. You know what I'm saying? So lonely men will stray. And so what I realized is as a wife, if I'm being frank, I have to, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it or whatever, but be a wife and do you know, what a a wife should do and take care of home, and then that way you don't have to worry about that. It's not going to take that long, you know what I'm saying? So don't forget about your home. Make sure that you are not, you know, leaving your man lonely for for the prey. You know what I'm saying? Wow. yeah, You need to definitely remember that it's a very important relationship that you need to always remember because at the end of the day if the business fails, if everything else fails, your husband is going to be who you got to come home to. You know, yeah. even even like a lot of women put their kids over their husbands, too. You don't do that either because when their kids get grown, they're going to leave you. And then a lot of people <laughs> will divorce because they don't even know who their husband is because they were so focused on the kids. That's the most important relationship that you have if you're married.
2: Wow.
0: That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. Anybody else want to say anything about
3: that? I, I think that's true. And the prey was right under her nose, though. She lost all sight in her business, but I feel like he should have been struggling to stand with her. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel.
4: Well, he was kind of trying to find his place too, anyway, because he would say stuff. He would try to put his, you know, if his input and in, he kind of get shut down a little bit. So
2: <clears throat>
4: he was kind of trying to find his place still too, because his father even had spoken on it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I can't remember, agree with
6: the lady who was talking the first time about her husband and it's so true I'm a first hand witness to that because I can remember trying to get the school going and, and I can be authentic with it um, being married for 28 years it wasn't about him it was about look I'm trying to do all this I'm trying to keep these doors open I'm trying to be a teacher I'm trying to grade test I'm try- I, was, I was trying to wear too many hats and sometimes people don't want to play till they part. They play. Because there have been many times I was like, look, I'm tired. Don't touch me. I'm, I'm trying to keep these doors open. And so you're right. You have to be balanced with it. And you have to learn from your mistakes. But, um, yeah, so, and you're right. It should be the person that you with that understand and say, look, we're going to be in this together. I'm going to help grind it with you. But when you go so long that you'd be like, look, it ain't about the sex and about being together. It's about this school. I'm trying to get this going. I want to be a public embarrassment. And say the school closed because you're not on your grind. So it has to be balanced. But yeah, I'm firsthand witness to that, that you have to um, know how to take care of both home and your business if that's what you choose to do. If you're going to be an entrepreneur on the same time and on the same token that he should also be understanding. But it can't be uh, the excuse you keep using for forever.
2: One
3: thing I want to point out, his his dreams, he wanted to stop right there. He was comfortable right where they made it to. She wanted bigger. So sometimes
2: mm-hmm.
3: that plays a part too. Like sometimes they grow apart because she wants something more greater. And he like, look,
0: I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's now that's good observation too. Oh, Miss Erica, you are so quiet. <laughs> Um, can you just talk about something about the movie that you that, that you enjoyed? Doesn't have to be about the relationship. Anything that, um, <laughs> something that, that really touched you. Yeah, so like I said, I've only seen the first
4: episode yeah. so far. But um, I do want to, I guess I can piggyback just when it comes to the marriage standpoint. Like I'm married and I'm just launching out in my business and I do know the, the struggle between balance and taking care of your family, taking care of your husband mm-hmm. and really trying to like, you know, pursue your purpose. Because in the beginning, it's like, you know, you got to put in that extra time and the extra grind. And I don't know if he ended up cheating on her. I don't know. But um, I just think it is you know, I'm a big believer in your home and your church ministry. And so I, I know that, while it is hard, we as women, we have superpowers that's often overlooked. But I, you know, I, I realized in the first um, episode that I seen, he was like, let's go get a steak and let's go out and she just went straight to the hair. You know what I'm saying? Or straight mm-hmm.
2: to the hair.
6: Yep. <laughs> So, um,
4: you know, it is, it is a hard, a hard yeah. balance, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's where we, as women, just have to be intentional. Like she knew what was inside of her and oftentimes we know we know what God has given us and other people don't see it right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he didn't see it right away. But at the same time, you know, he supported her and he was there at least through episode one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think <laughs> it's is—it um, is, a tough balance, but you can't leave your family. You can't leave your husband. You know, in in the background, like somebody else said, if, if it falls through, you know, you always want to have that first love to fall back on, you know what I mean? Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. that's good. That's good. Anybody else? Okay. Okay, one thing that she said, well, one thing that that was pointed out in the film was, uh, female entrepreneurship will lift the race. I just feel like, yo, that's hundred that's percent true. I feel like us black women um female businesses period is really what has the economy pushing forward and moving forward look at all of us here you know we all have something that we're pushing to that we're creating that we're the founder of or the a creator of can you all just chime in on that related to madam cj walkers how she uplifted the race and how she was able to make so many women entrepreneurs you know, I had been talking, but
2: I was muted. <laughs> like, What's going on? They don't want me to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to say this. Y'all didn't get a chance to hear me. Um, as far as her marriage, uh-huh. um, he made a comment and he said that he made the mistake of of loving her and then she broke him. And I feel like Especially, you know, me personally You know, trying to build my brand And build my business um, My husband is very supportive He goes out and he, you know Is able to take care of the bills To make sure that we're good And so that I am allowed To be able to do what I do And I just kind of felt like in, in the movie He was given his all, you know But he wasn't getting any type of recognition And, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It was like I burned out. He got tired, and he said it like you broke me, and wow. it just made me say, "Who check yourself?" Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, thank you, Najiba,
0: for that. So, how do you all feel about women entrepreneurs today? What is your your on take and your insight on that? Do you think that we are moving the economy forward?
2: Absolutely not. I'm sorry. This is. (laughs) I I wish that we would. I feel like there's too much competition out there. Not enough out here for all of us. And, you know, each one, teach one. Grab her hand. Like, come on. Let's do this together. Of course. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. Amen. Amen. I would agree.
6: And I'm, Everybody, just, I'm everybody's trying to everybody's trying to compete against each other. Who can do it the better? Who can do it the best? You know, it, it's sad. It really is. This
4: is Erica. I'm newer to the entrepreneurial world, so maybe I still have a very optimistic view. Um, but even from my experience and what I've seen thus far, and even just being a part of the group that we're in with Purpose to Platform, I see women stepping out and taking what they're what they're learning, you know, I think we're in an age where it's a lot of self-help and it's a lot of coaches and mentors and some people truly authentically want to help and are bringing up other entrepreneurs. And I just say that from my Mm -hmm. experience with Patrice Washington, like she's one who's made it and she hasn't forgot who she is or where she come from. And she takes her highs and her lows and create you know, a program for us to, to do the same. So that's my motto. Like when I get there, it's not that I'm going to compete with another woman helping people pursue their purpose. But, you know, I just feel like me being the spiritual person that I am, we all part of the same body. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Some people going to be a hand. Some people going to be a foot. But for me, the end goal is to push people towards their purpose and what God has wanted them to do. So, mm-hmm. as for me, you know, there's always going to be that's why I like the boxing ring. There's always going to be opposition. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be obstacles, but that's a sure sign that you're in your lane. If it happens, hey. to me, it ain't even, might not be where you're supposed to be. So, personally, I think women are taking this entrepreneurial shit world by storm i think women are pushing the economy i don't think we always get the credit but i think we're always behind the scenes probably yeah. behind men you know what i'm saying oftentimes behind men who may have bigger platforms but i definitely think that women are um leveling up for real
0: yeah <laughs> I
3: almost agree with what she just said i think our ultimate goal should be to inspire somebody like Mm -hmm. while going forward moving forward is to inspire somebody because we can't live forever I mean that's That's just my goal so we should our ultimate goal should be to inspire somebody else to be great like she paved the way for a a lot of us um because we still talk about her in hair school so Mm -hmm. she paved the way for a lot of us so we should be ultimately trying to do the same thing and that's my. I think we are but I think we can do better by supporting one another and helping each other grow and go to the next level. But at the same time, I do feel like we are helping the community thrive, especially here in our community. Yes. And what I want to say something on that, too, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I became an educator is to um, inspire other um, individuals who want to be cosmetologists to reach above all the you know, they obstacles and they circumstances and everything I've been through in this industry. Um, I've been in it for 15 years and I have seen some ugly sides and just to um, strengthen them and encourage them to get through it and experience everything that they need to, I feel like we only can speak for ourselves and change who we are to better this industry.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 That's good.
0: hmm that's so true. Miss Brandy?
1: Yeah, um, I do definitely think that, you know, women, entrepreneurs, um, black women are making an impact, but I do feel like um there's still work to be done. Um yeah. and I think we can band together more and help each other more. Yeah. And um one of the reasons why I became an educator as well is because there was no one who would really was willing to help me without thinking that them helping me would take something away from them.
2: Uh But
1: I can tell you everything I did in exactly the way I did it, and that doesn't mean that's gonna work that way for you because we all have different walks. So a lot of people are afraid of sharing. A lot of people are afraid of being authentic, really sharing their story, really sharing what they had to go through to get to where they are. A lot of people are not reaching back and really helping. And even when people are reaching out to them, they're afraid to share any information that they may have that contributed to their success. So Mm -hmm. while some people are very forthcoming, some people still are not. So I do think that there's room for improvement in that area. But I'm happy to see that more and more uh, Black women are becoming entrepreneurs. But let's face it, we are because we really have to because there isn't really room for us in corporate America. You know, we have two strikes mm-hmm. against us. We're women and we're black. So we have to work twice as hard. And a lot of times it's easier to try to do your own thing and pave the way for yourself, just like Madam did.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, before we wrap up, um, I do want to just um, share a little bit of history about the lady, Addie, that was in the movie. I'm not sure if you all know or did research or even know about the whole story, but Annie Malone was actually the pioneer to where we are today. And she was, Madam CJ Walker was her first student and she learned a lot from Annie Malone. The movie didn't show it that way. And which was kind of disappointing because I, I also feel like it, it kind of, um, pointed out how we're more so to compete with each other than work with each other. And I know that, um, Annie gave Madam CJ Walker a, a big start. You know, she helped her with her product. Um, she gave, she, she was able to teach her the door to door sales method. She taught her a lot. And so when I watched the film and then I saw that, the, 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 that they had this yellow lady portrayed as Annie I'm like, no, why are they doing this? But I get it. It's a femme. So I just want to say to do your research on her as well, because she was a powerful woman as well. She, She had a huge center where she had several businesses, barbershops, rooftop garden, community center. I mean, this lady was her net worth back in the 1916, around that time, was $14 million. And that's a lot for back then. So do your research on her. And there was another woman in the beauty industry by the name of Sarah Spencer Washington. And she was another pioneer. But She came after Madam C.J. Walker and she looked up to those two women to start her, her umpire in the beauty industry. So I'm just gonna give you guys that to look up and look, just dig around and do some more research when it comes to our black women in business. And I also think that, It was so powerful that the first entrepreneurial woman that made it that big made it in the beauty industry. And that says a lot because today we are still, we still breaking ground in the beauty industry. Every year the industry is growing bigger and bigger. People love getting their hair, nails, skin, everything done. And so um, we have a bright future. I still see that even though the coronavirus is out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they shut everybody down, they shut us down, but for the most part, um, the beauty industry is very lucrative, and do you guys have anything to say about the industry altogether, just to share with other people that are listening? Ms. Brandy, I want to uh, ask you, because you have a platform. Where you talk to so many stylists, Ms. Brandy have a uh, podcast, ladies, and it is an amazing podcast, it's very informative, I listen to it all the time, um, but she interviewed lots of women from across, the um states and she i mean y'all she she gets some good nuggets from the women how do you feel about the beauty industry and where it's heading miss brandy um i think that one of my
1: goals is to this is a multi-billion dollar industry and um i i feel like a lot of uh, african-american women aren't really tapping into it the way that they can be, and so one of my goals is to really uh, share in the business side of beauty, so that we can not only just be great at our craft, but also have our business in order, so that we can become millionaires. And I think that uh, more and more people are understanding the importance of you know operating properly in business and having their license, and you know running a business and not just. Uh, side hustle, but I think Mm. this is an awesome industry, and I think we're going to continue to grow, and we're going to continue to see more and
0: more millionaires in the beauty industry. Absolutely. Miss Paula, what is your take on that? What what do you think about the beauty industry, the future of the beauty industry?
3: I think it's thriving, and I think that we will keep growing if we keep working towards it. I mean, I was doing, um, I was in the medical field and I stepped off my job um, one time, and then I end up going back to work because I was used to working. But now I'm back mm-hmm. off work, and I make more not working for somebody else than working for myself. So I think the beauty industry is thriving. I just think we just got to keep pushing and moving forward and believing in ourselves. So I think it's growing. I think um, it will be more billionaires and millionaires in this industry, and I think it will be amongst Black women. Mm. So-
0: Tamika. Where do you think we're heading in the
4: beauty industry? Um, I feel it's thriving as well. Um, I think we're getting into more creating and getting from behind the chair, which I love um, by creating products and just creating other businesses around the beauty industry. So yeah, (laughs) it's thriving. I just like that, that we have the ability and the mindset just to step out from behind the chair and, venture into other things as far as creating products and doing stuff like that especially with the natural hair movement. Mm
2: Hmm.
0: Miss Cynthia I know you're still a student in beauty school but what is your thoughts about the beauty
5: industry? Okay well what I'm feeling like is that it's a progressing field and just all since the quarantine all the memes about oh, what am I going to do without a stylist or somebody to do my hair? I'm going to have bangs. I'm going to do this. And that just shows that there is a need for our industry and our field. And people are freaking out that they can't even see somebody that, they can't see somebody that can do the skills that we can do. So that just shows how important we are. Absolutely. Miss April?
3: I feel like our industry will, um, is always thriving. Every time I see a student sign up and see students in the junior class, it makes me excited. And it makes me see like that there there's people that still want to get in this industry. And not just that, just going to, to like different classes, like uh, furthering my education and seeing like um, other stylists trying to be more than just who they are. They ain't sitting for just working in a salon. No, they want to go higher. So I feel like I see growth everywhere. And I see more opportunities than we can only imagine if we just think outside the box that mm-hmm. this um, industry is always revolving, always changing. We as stylists can make a change in the new generation, just mm-hmm. like Madam C.J.
2: Walker.
0: Absolutely. Najiba.
2: I um, also believe that the beauty industry um, will always thrive because we are always going to need our hair done. Um, I do feel like that we as stylists um, need to be a little bit more vocal when it comes to doing things like still putting chemicals in our hair and, you know, still wearing the weeds. And we got a lot of us that's walking around with our edges gone. And, you know, they just use the weed to cover it up. And I just kind of feel like, as stylists, because they depend on us, we you know we need to, you know, kind of start trying to wean them off of that and introducing them to other alternatives. Absolutely, Miss Coco. Well, little girl, I call you
6: my little girl, <laughs> in case y'all don't know. You know, my motto is beauty will never go out of business. That's one thing I know for for a fact. Um, you look at these little stores. Then when you have these checkouts, they have these. Um, um, lines you can go through self you keto, know, just like uh, ring up your own self, but you will always, always need that personal touch. Mm. So, I, I knew that, I know that. So, you will always need that personal touch when it comes to getting your hair done, getting your nails done. And, you know, and, and the thing about it is that um you have to look at girls, little girls, as being born, they're gonna one day become 13, they're gonna one day become 20. And guess what? They're going to always be born and at some point, guess what? They're going to want their hair done. They're right. going to want their hair, skin, and nails done. So the race would never stop where it says no more little girls will be born. So there's <laughs> going to be b- girls born every day. So just know one day they're going to be a certain age and they're going to be going to coming to you all saying, I want my hair done. I need my hair done. So yes, uh, it'll never go out of business. So one thing I like um, the fact knowing that this business will always thrive. Absolutely. girls will always be up and coming.
0: And Erica, let's let's hear from Erica. Erica, um, you're more on the other side. We're all, you know, one stood behind a chair. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you probably sit in the chair, right? Right. (laughs) So what is your take? When you look at the beauty industry, what do you feel the future for us is? How do you feel that is?
4: I think it's big. I think... um, I see more women going natural. You know, I see more women um, caring about the hair underneath the wig now. So I just, I appreciate um, people in the industry who are versatile, where it's not just about sew-ins and it's not just about wigs, but it's about taking care of your hair underneath. So um, as a person in the chair, I, I want you know the people that I go to to not only make me look good externally but I want the hair on my head to look good too so I definitely Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. see it going and growing in the right direction and you know before it was kind of like not popular to wear you know the curly fro or twist out and that's just what you see now and women Mm -hmm. look beautiful so I think it's definitely going in the right direction
0: absolutely well thank you all before I end this though is there anything that y'all want to share about the film that I did not bring up? Anything that we could walk away with? That something that you saw that touched, moved, or inspired you in some type of way.
1: Yeah. Um. So she had, remember when she had the uh, gathering at the end with the 10,000 women? Yes. Yeah. And she was going to go take her products to the stores. And the women were protesting against that because that would mean, you know, their jobs because if it's Mm -hmm. easy for you to just go pick it up at a store then why would you buy it from them Mm -hmm. and I remember when she went and talked to Rockefeller and his thing was just like you know get rid of them and let them know and she came back and she was like no these women matter and she decided to not put her product in stores to support to continue to support all of those women who were working with her as entrepreneurs you know and sales professionals and it was like I was really taken back because I always thought Mary Kay was the first person who did something like that. I didn't know that <laughs> to that down back then in the 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really um, impact, inspired by that. And I love that she was for the people. Like, she could have easily just went for the money and went into stores, but she was for those women that were out there protesting. And she came and told them and they were so happy. So that was mm-hmm. something that really touched me yes
0: that was so good because I didn't think she was gonna do it I didn't think I thought her product made it to the store but she still made that million dollars with the women helping her and then she was Mm -hmm. even able she was even offering them a percentage of her sales as well which I thought was amazing
1: yes I
4: do too that was good I just have a like I said I've only seen the first one but Um, what I see already is just the importance of us believing in ourselves and our vision. Because when no one else seen it, You know, it just showed me that all it takes is you. All it takes is you believing in what God has put in you and it'll be birth. And she just didn't, she didn't stop fighting from the beginning to the end. And so I just think it's encouragement for anybody with a dream, anybody with a vision. Everybody won't see it. Everybody won't get it. And you may lose some people along the way, but that didn't stop her from doing what she was supposed to do.
0: Yes, that was good. And one thing I got from that as well, she pushed, she pushed herself. But we have to learn how to take care of ourselves, too. Yes. Because you can build this whole umpire. You can have this whole uh, platform and lack in health. So that when, when, when she started getting ill, it came to me. Take care of yourself. Get the rest you need so you can be able to do, do the work that you're called to do. All right, Paula, April, Cynthia, Tamika, or Najiba, you guys want to say anything? And once, somebody once told me, like, um,
3: enjoy the journey,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: reaching your dreams. Because, like she, like you said, she got sick. Can you like? But if she didn't enjoy it, what is it for? You know, like, be happy with you, enjoy everything that you're doing, enjoy
2: Absolutely.
3: everything because you. Is the only person like you, you will get sick, you know, you yeah. like you did, like you stressing out and stuff. And I remember, like, on oh, my entrepreneurship when I first started, I was like tired, like, and then somebody told me, like, enjoy every little bit of it, like, that's what you're missing. Like, you just did this, you just did that, but are you enjoying it? Yes, April, and- that's good. Yeah, enjoy it, enjoy the
6: journey.
0: Yeah, And one
6: last thing I would like to say is what really resonated me at the whole essence of everything as we look back at Madam C.J. Walker, we still talk about her to this day. So it's really important for all of us to um have our name on something. Somebody once told me, you're nothing until you have your name on something. And I'm like, what? Mm. So, when you, so when years and years go by, when they Google your name, what difference did you make in the earth? Would they look up and say, oh, I know that Corinthian Carruthers existed because she had, or whatever. You know, some of y'all is doing some amazing things. So as time go on, and life, you know, we, we, we pass this life at some point, as we all will at some point, you want to leave a legacy on the earth. Other than just, I had a son, I had a daughter. You left a legacy that your name is on something, and it meant something, and you made a difference. That's the whole bottom line, is that we make a difference in our lives, and on the earth that's
0: good okay is that it well i just want to say i appreciate y'all so much you just don't know i'm so happy that you were that you actually came to talk to me najiba april erica my mom miss coco cynthia tamika brandy and paula myri i really appreciate you all thank you so so very much until then Um, Let's continue to work on our dreams. Let's continue to impact people's lives. And let's continue to make an imprint in this world. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're able to take away nuggets, some valuable information that can lead you to a successful career as a woman entrepreneur. In the meantime, if there's any topics that you want to hear, contact me at naturalhairedu.com. Until then, let's continue to learn, to embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. Thank you for listening.